the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your best. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And Coach Speak, oh, to quote Admiral Akbar from the Star Wars films, it's a trap. Often is the time as coaches say things and then they're hypocritical and they do the exact opposite. Uh, case in point, Petey Sunshine, Pete Carroll of the Seattle Seahawks. Now, if we're up entirely to Pete Carroll's devices, he would go old school leather helmet, black and white television, wishbone football and run early, often practically every single down with his Seattle Seahawks team. But Shane Waldron is a new offensive coordinator for Seattle, and he is changing the narrative that Pete Carroll wants to just do smash mouth old school football. So far in training camp, according to a lot of local reports, this Seattle team is focused on up tempo offense. Uh, Lundy trying to increase their plays per game, which they were number 23 last season in the NFL in that category. And for that reason, I'm going to take the over on Seattle, 428.5 points. Total points scored this season, available at DraftKings at minus 110. Remember last year, they averaged 28.2 points per game. Despite that snail's pace, if you extrapolate that over a 17-game season, that's 479.4 points. So uh, even if they maintain the status quo, it doesn't sound like they're going to, uh, and they do then apply pedal the metal and really you know, force things downfield more often with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Gerald Everett, who's drawing rave reviews right now in training camp, former tight end of the L.A. Rams, now playing at the plus-size position for this Hawks team, got a strong, strong ground game as well. I think Seattle could cruise past this number, ranking middle of the pack right now and ease the schedule. And by the way, our buddy Mike Clay at ESPN has got the Hawks projected for 441 total points scored this year. So, yes, Seattle, yes, you are. Yeah, we're going to do this. What do you think with Russell Wilson and friends? Are you with me on the over 428.5 total points scored this fall? Matt, you could bet on anything. Can't you total? I can't do this kind of math this early <laughs> in the day. What the hell are you talking about, dude? Total points. Give me a break. You know what made my head explode? I saw your notes for the podcast today, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're betting on total points for the season. Then I started to pay attention to some of the craziness that is available to us yes. with our friends at DraftKings. You can bet on the total points. Just for the month of September, for crying oh, out loud. Interesting. It's weird. They got all kinds. Of, so, I don't know, man. Break out an abacus. Do some math. I, I Sure, I'll follow you on this one. for the. But I, I got to be like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be like Shawshank Redemption making like hash marks in the, in the wall <laughs> of how many points they've scored so that I know whether I've hit this bet or not. Jeez, man, you were digging deep this morning, and my brain can't handle the math. Uh, you need more coffee, my man, or maybe just straight up illicit drugs. Do some hard you know, cocaine in the morning, and all of a sudden Whoa. the numbers will come to you. That, that escalated quickly. Uh, that really got out of hand. <laughs> well, go do a little skiing trip, uh, Lundy, and then maybe uh, you will agree with me that the over on 428.5 points for Seattle is the way to go. With that, let's get to it on this hashtag Taco Tuesday edition of the Fade Five. 
number five. All right, let's go ahead and dive in right now. Let's go to a team that you actually know a ton about. Uh, London, you've probably been out to Dove Valley a couple times already this season. And you have seen this individual running around in person, Jerry Judy. And the line available right now at BetMGM, minus 111 in either direction, 925.5 receiving yards. And you know what? Uh, truth be told, probably two months ago, I would have been the opposite of what I'm about to say right now. Give me the over on that 925.5 number. Now, last season, 113 targets. He had 52 receptions, 856 yards, and uno, dos, tres touchdowns. Kind of a rocky rookie season. Obviously struggled with concentration issues, ton of drops for Jerry Judy, but... He's still a phenomenal route runner. And a guy, if you look underneath the hood, he was number six in total air yards, number two in unrealized air yards, and number 105 in catchable target percentage, thanks to the deplorable play of one Drew Locke. You bring in Teddy Bridgewater. I know Teddy B and Drew Locke are neck and neck right now for the starting gig, but if Bridgewater gets it, remember he was number seven in catchable pass rate last year, so... Judy, a guy that likes to do the dirty work uh, underneath between the hash marks and projected by Mike Clay for 996 yards. Jeff Ratcliffe's got him at 973. They'll fantasy football today on the conservative side at 896. Still, it's all about Bridgewater. If he wins the job, I think Jerry Judy will win you an over ticket if you choose to chase. So, fade or follow, Lundy. Jerry Judy in a sophomore campaign over 925.5 receiving yards, minus 111 at BetMGM. I will be following big time on this one. I am a big fan of both Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton mm-hmm. for this upcoming season. Um, and frankly, I believe that they're good uh, with either guy throwing them the ball. I still would rather see Teddy Bridgewater get the job than Drew Locke, but that's because I haven't seen it from Drew Locke. Maybe by the end of the preseason, I will finally see it from him. But you look at Cortland Sutton's number, which we've talked about before. He's only sitting at 950. Jerry Judy at 925. I'm telling you, both of these guys are going to eclipse 1,000 yards. Take the over with both of these guys. Um, Judy's route running, Brad, is insane. Whether you've seen it in person like I have when he's working through practices or you've just seen some of what's been posted on social media, dude's insane the way he moves. His his twitch moves that he's got from a receiving standpoint is really a thing of beauty, and I think he's got a great opportunity for this to be his breakout year. Yes, he had some drops last season. We know that, but we also know that's the sort of thing that he can work on and has worked on over the course of the offseason. So I think he's going to fix that, and I think you put him together with Cortland Sutton, and you've got a hell of a one-two punch on the Broncos from a receiving standpoint. <laughs> Winnie this season, Jerry Judy. Number four. All right, let's move on to the subject of today's Twitter poll, available right now at Noisy Huevos, and it is part of the one-two punch in Seatown. Rub-a-dub-dub. You got to cuddle up against Nick Chubb and his line at 1,350.5 rush yards. Again, cast your vote right now. Drop a comment in. I will read some of your comments and uh, also reveal the poll results at the end of today's pod. So, again, 1,350.5 rush yards. And I am taking the under at minus 112. Pulled this one from FanDuel. Uh, look at what Chubb did last season. He was actually on pace to obliterate the over here proposed. 88.8 rush yards per game. Uh, you stretch that out over 17-game seri- uh, season. That's 1,509 rush yards. Of course, he dealt with a knee injury. Missed a handful of games as a result of that. But Kareem Hunt, by most accounts, could see a slight uptick in overall opportunity share. 
I know Chubb is the picture of efficiency. No dude in the NFL had a higher yards after contact per attempt at 4.06 than him. He also forced a missed tackle an absurd 30.5% of the time. Was number one in yards created per touch. Cleveland had the best run-blocking offensive line in the NFL last year. Also number one in pass blocking as well. And I'm sure they're going to be at or near the top of the heap in those categories. But you look at some of the prognosticators out there. Mike Clay's got him for 1,238 yards. Jeff Ratcliffe, similar vicinity at 1,230 yards. And fantasy football today playing that conservative card at 1,110. Knowing the downside of a violent position, knowing Kareem Hunt is there, though a very nourishing environment, Lundy, Rub-a-dub-dub, I'm not getting bottle service at the Chubb Club. Are you with me on the under? 1,350.5 rush yards, minus 112 at FanDuel. Yeah, I'm going to stick to the under with Nick Chubb on this one. It's just too big of a number. I think he's going to be phenomenal for them. He's going to add so much that he's already done before to their offense. But I think, yeah, he got the contract done. He got paid, but it's still a two-person backfield there. And they've got the opportunity to move the ball down the field through the air. So this is just too aggressive of a number for me. I think he tucks underneath this by the time we're done with the season. Uh, Again, you fantasy players, I'm not saying you don't want him on your roster. I'm just saying check yourself on the 1350 number. That's all. Just a wee bit aggressive on that Chubb line. Number three. All right, let's move on to another player that is generating some buzz right now in NFL training camp. And let's go down to Duval County and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm not talking about Trevor Lawrence or DJ Chark or really any other of the wide receivers. I'm talking about Travis Etienne, who, in fact, may be a de facto wide receiver within this offensive scheme, Lundy. Uh, Give me the over on 44 and a half receptions, minus 110 at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you look at uh, what he has done so far in training camp, let me just read you a note uh, that I saw that came out uh, from John Shipley, who covers uh, this team. Uh, for Jaguars support, and John said this, few players were as active catching the ball on Monday as ETN. The Jags clearly have big plans for the running back position as a whole, but the usage of ETN as a pass catcher has been evident throughout the first week of camp. He has shown terrific hands and burst after the catch. We've heard about this, right? You know, Urban Meyer back in rookie minicamp said, hey, we're just going to utilize him as a wide receiver. Uh, Didn't really, you know, function too much in running drills. It was more or less, let's line him up in the slot. Let's line him up outside. Let's put him in motion out of the backfield and work the ball through the air into his soft hands. And he did that often uh, over his, you know, exciting tenure with the Clemson Tigers in which, of course, he already has that established chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, He's going to be scoreboard chasing as well this season because Jacksonville has miles to go to earn respectability in the defensive category. And I think he is going to dominate a lot of the third down work. Again, just follow the clues, follow those breadcrumbs of what we've seen and heard this entire season coming out of Northeast Florida. Last year with Clemson, he caught 48 balls. He was number nine in the country in yards per route run. Only had two drops. And you look at some of the fearless forecasters out there. Fantasy Football Day gets Captain Hook. Yar here. They like him for 44 catches. But Jeff Ratcliffe, 63 and Mike Clay, 57, and I think that's exactly right. He's going to be hovering right around that 60-catch line. Extraordinary value, minus 110 at DraftKings on the over, in my estimation. Love me some Travis Etienne in the receptions category. Fade or follow? 
will follow on this one as well. This is an easy slam dunk. I think he gets up over 50, and you're still going to have a, a couple of weeks of season left uh, by the time he does that. This is what he did at Clemson. And, hey, look, Urban Meyer, if you can't beat him, join him, right? Just, <laughs> just copy <laughs> what Clemson was doing, apparently, uh, because he's got that opportunity with this guy. He's he's a really good talent. I'm excited to see what they can do. If he can stay healthy, stay on the field. Uh, you know, Jacksonville is, you know, they're, they're going to be the uh, looking up at everybody else within that. Uh, division, maybe with the exception of Houston, uh, th- t- those two are going to fight it out for the bottom spot. But uh, because of the negative game scripts they're going to see, they are going to be able to use Etienne when it comes to catching the ball out of the backfield. This number, like I said, I think he's going to be comfortably over this number, uh, and we're going to be sitting in like week 14 um, of an 18-week season, and he's already going to be there. So hammer this one to death, folks. This is an easy number. Uh, guaranteed two wins on the schedule. Houston once, Houston twice for Jacksonville. I will say that. I don't think they're going to be battling for the rock-bottom basement of that division, not with the Texans and what they're going to be trotting out on the field this season. With that, stick around for my top plays in Major League Baseball plus bonus time. Number two. All right, let's head to the diamond here, Lundy. I went two and two yesterday. The two featured bets, cash. Thank you, San Francisco, for hitting on the run line. And Arizona winning that game 11-8. And Jesus Lazardo, 5Ks. Uh, that was under the 6.5. So paying up for the juice of minus 140 paid off for yours truly. But missed on the over of the Baltimore-New York game. Colton Wong only got one total base for me. So fell short there on the over 1.5. Let's go back to the well. And let's uh, feature one pitcher prop here and Kenta Maida at Cincinnati give me the over five and a half strikeouts minus 110 on DraftKings you look at what Kenta Maida's done for this Twinkies franchise he's been over in four of his last five games uh, you look at uh, the road ERA not the greatest at 5.50 so he's been slapped around a little bit uh, away from Minnesota but he's got a 215 July ERA so pitching well here over the last month, uh, you look at Cincinnati number seven in K rate over its last 30 days. So they're raking an 814 post all-star break OPS. I think it's six or seven Ks right on the nose for Kenameda. I think it's a good value here again on the over five and a half strikeouts, minus 110 in Cincinnati. On DraftKings Sportsbook. Fade or follow, Lundy? I'm going to follow thinking that you're starting off a little bit of a heater here, my friend. Really? I think we're going to have oh, I think we're right. going to have a good week. I think you're going to warm up. I think 2 and 2. I see it. All right. Batting 500 here to start off the week, but I think you're about to warm up. It's about time for a Brad Evans heater to take place so that by the time we get to Thursday, you're pounding tequila. Oh, uh, wait, you do that anyway. Um, but we're going to we're going to be partying. So I'm going to follow on this one. I think he finishes right at six. I think the hook's going to come into play with this one. I think a half a dozen K's is what we can expect out of Meta going up against the Reds. Oh, you can't spell Kenta without the K. Number one. All right, moving on. Uh, let's stick with our Asian theme here. And let's go with Hyun Jun Ryu of the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, and the import, I'm going to take the over five and a half strikeouts against the Cleveland Guardians. I, you know, it's not official yet, but yeah, well, we might as well get the name out there right now. we got to start saying it. Uh, it's plus 120 right now at DraftKings, and I think that's a tremendous value, Lundy. Now, Ryu has only been over this once in his last nine starts, uh, hence why uh, you're getting plus odds on this prop. But the last time he faced Cleveland uh, on May 28th, five innings pitched, two were run and he struck out six in that game and no team 
in Major League Baseball over the last month has a higher K rate than Cleveland. So follow the recent trend. I think Ryu, despite, uh, again, just going over this and once in his last nine starts, will get back on the right side of the ledger. I think it's a seven-strikeout game tonight at home. So get me Ryu over five and a half Ks. Get seduced by the juice of plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Vader, follow Lundy. Oh, I'm going to cuddle up with those plus odds, baby. Yes, I am. I will go five for five on the follows today. I, I, I told you, I think you're warming up on baseball. Like I was looking at some notes here for the fade five, and I thought, you know what? Kind of like these picks. Mm. Maybe my man is about to roll here this week because you and I have we, – we love betting on the baseball, but you and I have our sights set on the NFL getting underway here yes, and seeing those player props and all of that. So I, I have a feeling that you're going to uh, pad the bank account a little bit, my friend, to get ready to lose it all in week one of the NFL or potentially in the Hall of Fame game coming up this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, there's always there's always those kinds of crazy bets that we can do uh, with the Hall of Fame game coming up. What, Thursday night? Is that Thursday right? night? Yes, we will have a selection on the pod and it, you want to talk about a crapshoot. It will certainly be that. But you want to stick around for that. And you want to stick around right now for some bonus time. Lundy, what you got? I got two different parlays for you. One of them is a two-legger, and one of them, let's get crazy with the cheese whiz. I'm going to go with the three-legger. Starting off with the two-leg parlay, I I do not see how Toronto can blow it two days in a row against Cleveland. Uh, but they are juiced to high heaven on the money line. So I am going to take Toronto on that money line. And then I expect the scoreboard to be blinking furiously between Boston and Detroit tonight. Uh, their over-under is set at 10. I am going to take the over over. So if you take Toronto on the money line, take the Sox and the Tigers over 10, you get yourself a plus 186. Then let's go on the late night tip and let's talk about Colorado facing your Chicago Cubs, which Ugh. will basically be a home game for the Cubs because that's what happens at Coors Field when the Cubs come no, to nobody town. Nobody cares about the Cubs anymore, Lundy. Let's be real. They oh, trade no. everybody off. Yeah, believe me, though, it's still going to be a home game for the Cubs uh, with the Chicago fans that are that are in Denver. We're going to take Colorado on the money line, though, at home. We're going to take Oakland on the money line. We're going to take the Dodgers on the money line. Again, the late night tip with those three games put together. Ooh, Brad, a nice tasty plus one or excuse me, plus three thirty six. Ooh, plus three thirty six. Daddy like that one quite a bit. All right. I got a two legger of my own. Uh, let's go with Yusei Kikuchi over to uh, on five and a half strikeouts out as an individual prop. Uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays, it's a minus 160. So we're going to try to reduce that juice and score us a nice little winner on the two-legger. So I'm going to slap that together with Milwaukee going up against the Pirates. And if both of those hit again, Kikuchi over 5.5 Ks in Tampa and Milwaukee to get the W, plus 127. You say has been over 5.5 strikeouts in eight of his last nine games. By the way, I pulled this one from DraftKings. Uh, decent road ERA at 3.53. The last time he faced Tampa, he had six strikeouts at the Rays, too. A, the sixth highest K rate over the last month of any team in Major League Baseball. And then Milwaukee, 11-3 and this season, straight up against the Pirates. So I believe Adrian Hauser will get the job done at home for Milwaukee. Elsewhere, you, you said he liked that Boston over. Uh, let, give me a little Xander Bogarts over one and a half total bases at plus 105. Also pulled this one from DraftKings. Yeah, he's only hitting 236 over his last 30 days. But against Detroit this season, a 417 batting average with three RBIs and just 12 at-bats. And Willie Peralta on the bump for the Tigers. 11 earned runs in his last nine innings pitched. All right, before we get out of here, uh, let's review the results from our Twitter poll. Nick Chubb over or under 1,050.5 rush yards, 
301 votes cast, Lundy, and the under. People are siding with this at 57.5% compared to 42.5% on the over. Ryan Bergman added, I'm going over here in a 17-game season that works out to 80 yards a game. Last two seasons averaged 93 and 88 yards per game. Even if Hunt takes some, say 5 to 8%, he's still over the threshold. Over seems prudent. Ooh. Deep thoughts there from Ryan Bergman. Uh, Shane Houston says under, but it's close. I think he's right around 1,300 yards. Hunt will gobble up enough carries to get close to the same. Joy added that O-line is going to make sure he gets those yards. Chubb is a beast. And Christopher Graham says an injury and a move uh, involved Hunt make him more of the under obvious play here. So he believes that Hunt's involvement and the injury imp always lurking has Chump, uh, Chubb, excuse me, uh, more of a chump, I guess, on this wager on the under 1,350.5 rush yards. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter at Nate Lundy. Follow me there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.